Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. So before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is someone who has come on here in the past, and he is Nick. Edlin, he writes for us here at the Viking Age. So welcome back to the show, Nick. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on. Let's talk some Vikings. Yeah, let's go. So the Vikings continued their remodeling of their defense on Saturday with the addition of former Cowboys safety, uh, Xavier Woods. Looks like he got a one-year deal worth up to $2.25 million, I think is what's out there. Uh, Woods is expected to replace Anthony Harris in the starting lineup next to Harrison Smith next year. I think that's the assumption by many. Uh, so what was just your, your reaction to the, the Vikings signing Woods? Uh, I was excited, you know, as far as who was out there still, Woods was one of the guys that I kind of, I wanted, you know, there was a lot of rumors with Will Parks, uh, coming over here, but, uh, Woods has been a pretty damn steady player over his career. You know, he had last two seasons, he's had over 70 tackles. Uh, five career interceptions, 18 total pass breakups in his career. So I think he's someone who's going to fit in well. And I do like what you said about assumptive starter because I don't think this move stops them from uh, addressing a safety early in the draft. And I still think uh, you know Trevon Morrig is, is, an, is a wild card pick early. So uh, right now he is your starter, and it's a huge upgrade over Josh Mattel, which I love. Uh, I don't think we could have headed in the draft without having at least a veteran opposite Harrison Smith. So, again, it's more flexibility for what we do on draft day. Yeah, it is. It's a one-year deal, so you know they could always draft someone to uh, just sit behind him for a year and then and then you know learn the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was actually kind of my next question, where you know you kind of already answered it, but you know more specifically the first round. Does this eliminate the Vikings going after a safety in the first round? We know it's not very a top about a very top-heavy position, but I think you know. You've mentioned this many times in, in your articles. If the Vikings, you know, maybe they traded back or they acquired another first round pick late in the round, then maybe drafting a safety might be a possibility um, in in the opening round. So, you know, do you think this eliminates the first round of, of something like this happening? Yeah, I don't think it eliminates it, but I think it really, really uh, makes it very, very slim uh, of happening. I think it really lowers the chances. Um, you know, obviously, to trade down, you got to find someone to dance with. You've already seen the two trades that happened. Was that on Friday? Yeah. Um, so that, teams are already, uh, yeah, Friday. Yep. Yeah, teams are already jockeying for position. I mean, the one if it's a quarterback who's there uh, at fourteen, I think that's the best. You know, Vikings' best bet to move down. And then if they do move down, 
once or twice or depending how far back down they go, it's still possible they could get a guy like Trayvon Morig, Richie Grant, somebody like that who could come in and play safety. Um, but, yeah, I, I think just flat out taking one at 14 is pretty much off the table at this point, uh, unless it's a worst-case scenario where there's no linemen, no edge rushers, and, you yeah. know, that's their best option. But, um, yeah, I, I still think round three is very much in play, though. Okay, third round. Or even if, you know, they trade back in the first round and they get a second-round pick. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that happens. You know, Rick Spielman doesn't ever make trades, so we don't have to, to worry about that. Yeah. Um, in addition to signing Xavier Woods on Saturday, the Vikings also agreed to terms with a familiar face on Friday in cornerback Mackenzie Alexander. Um, Alexander is joining the Vikings on a one-year deal worth the veterans minimum so he's not even like he's just he just wants to play for the vikings again so how do you feel about alexander returning to the vikings uh, i love this move i was actually shocked and actually brought in patrick peterson there was rumors that we're gonna go after mac alexander mm-hmm. back then and then you bring in patrick peterson you think okay you know with who we have on this team uh there's no way they're gonna bring in mac alexander they go ahead and they do it so to me this signals a couple things uh what is mike hughes future with the team is he mm-hmm. is that neck injury is it, is it going to end his career? Is he even coming back? Uh, is the team going to flat out cut him? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then i also concerned about, now does just Jeff Gladney, does he get bumped on? Because you know Cam Dancer is going to start on the outside. You assume Patrick Peterson will be the other guy. And Mac Alexander is already a proven guy in, in the slot. So um, I don't know. I don't know what this means for Jeff Gladney moving forward. Uh, that, that's my initial takeaways from this. But um, it seems like Zimmer is really going, going all in to fix this defense and having a guy he knows uh, and getting him for dirt, dirt ass cheap. I mean, yeah. the veteran minimum. This was a guy when he left last year. I thought he was gonna get a pretty nice contract the way he was playing. Uh, he got one year deal with Cincinnati, and then he gets the veteran minimum. I'm not sure uh, why no one really wants to give Mac Alexander some some money, but um, hey, I'm glad he's back. And the other thing too, I think we got to recognize is he's not the first veteran who's wanted to come back and play with Zimmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Weatherly came back. Uh, Patrick Peterson mentioned he wanted to play with Zimmer. It was a huge mm-hmm. draw for him to come to Minnesota. So. You know, I, I've thought I've said many times when I've been writing that maybe this is a do or die season for Zimmer, but um, the fact that these players want to come and still play for him mm-hmm. says a lot about him, and I think it, it bodes well for his future here. Yeah, there may be some guys on the offensive side of the ball that, you know, aren't a fan of the way Mike Zimmer likes to play um, football, but he the, the defensive guys definitely love Mike Zimmer. Maybe not someone like J. Ron Curse, who didn't get you know enough playing time or whatever that he, he thought he deserved, but he kind of shot himself in the foot, uh, pun intended for mm-hmm. to to do that. Um, Maybe that was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm. You kind of stole some of my other questions too because yeah. I was going to ask you about Jeff Gladney and and Mike Hughes, but um, you mentioned you know you don't know what kind of impact it might have on Jeff Gladney, but I'm not so sh- not really worried about his future with the Vikings. One because. Peterson and Alexander on one-year deals, so it's not like they they could be gone next year. So that's just one year, and then we've seen multiple times in the past with Zimmer and Young Corners where he he brings them along pretty slowly. You know, you look at someone like Alexander or, or Trey Waynes or, or even Mike Hughes, where these guys, you know, in their first two years, they don't see the field a whole lot. They're they're a lot of their stuff is on special teams or, you know, just a couple times filling in during injuries. And then the third year is really when, you know, he kind of tries to shift them into the, you know, getting a lot of snaps on defense. So I think that just might be something that Zimmer's looking to do with Gladney. You know, he was a first round pick and I'm sure expectations were high, but Zimmer's not going to put a guy out there that's going to make his his defense worse. And I think, you know, that could be something that they're doing with Gladney. And who knows, maybe he beats out Cameron Dantzler, Mm -hmm. you know, for that for that 
you know, other starting corner spot. Um, that's some, we'll just have to wait and see. And, and Dancer could get hurt. He, you know, he got dinged up a bunch of times last year. Mike Zimmer knows he can never have enough corners. True. Um, but specifically with Hughes, just what is your prediction as far as what you think they will do with him? Do you think he will be around on the Vikings roster by the start of next season? I don't know. I think he's one of those guys who end up getting cut with an injury settlement, something like that. Um, you know, but the one thing that I think would make him want to come back and, and, you know, strive to come back is, you know, Patrick Peterson said he knows Mike Hughes to play with. I mean, I don't know what the relationship is. I didn't go and mm-hmm. research that. Uh, but if he does want to come and play with him, but he's got to, I mean, it, it's his health, I think, is number one. Yeah. Is he healthy? Can he play with that neck injury? And until that's decided, I think that's the first step. And then, you know, I would love to see him still on the team. I mean, why would you not want to have five potentially really good corners? And this guy also gives you a kick return ability. So uh, I was just going to say that. What if he just, what if they keep him yeah. just to be, you know, their returner? It hasn't really worked out in the past, but I think they just didn't want to use him maybe too much in there because they wanted him to have a bigger role on defense. But if he's going to be like the fourth or fifth corner, then there's no reason why he shouldn't, you know, be put out there on, on punt returns or kick returns. Absolutely. If you, if you can make it work with him and he's healthy enough, I'd love to see him back. Um, I think they've already declined his fifth year option. I think they not yet, not yet. I think they have till till May. But yeah, that's that's the assumption. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's should. no way. He's like, he, was, he's missed he's missed more. I feel like more games than than he's played. So absolutely. Um, and neck neck injuries are no joke. Um, yep. so it's something we'll we'll have to keep an eye on for sure. Um, but with the Vikings adding Alexander and Peterson. Already having Dantzler and Gladney, and you know they got a bunch of other guys too. Chris Boyd, Harrison mm-hmm. Hand, mentioned yep. Hughes. This has to eliminate the chances of the Vikings using their first round pick on a corner, right? Like, is there any scenario in which you can see the Vikings drafting a corner in the first round? I don't see it at all. Uh, there's no way. I mean, you cannot justify that. <laughs> I mean, Mike Zimmer probably wants to. You yeah. know, Patrick Sertan sitting there, J.C. Horn. I don't. Yeah. Caleb Farley's injury. I don't think he's going to be an option, but. Um, I could see Zimmer wanting to do it, but man, where would you even put them? So no, there's no way in hell it can't happen. Can't happen. No, no, it's they. I think Zimmer is going with the philosophy of you know, maybe they're they're probably thinking you know what if we have another off season like last year where it's all virtual and I can't get on the field to like really teach these guys what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably wanting to go with more experience in the at least in the secondary, um, than you know bringing some rookies who just run around with their you know. Heads cut off, not yeah. not 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 knowing where to go. So I think that he's leaning more towards the experience. And yeah, if if they draft a corner in the first round, like it's just gonna be like just it's like a bit at this time. It's just like <laughs> it would be like he's just doing this to troll people. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. Com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition 
This trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, but you know, looking at all the outside players the Vikings have signed so far this year, so you got Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson, Nick Vigil, Stephen Weatherly, even though he was only gone for a year, Xavier Woods, and uh, Mackenzie Alexander. So, who from this group do you believe will have the biggest impact on the Vikings next season? I think it's me, Delvin Tomlinson. Just um, that position was so weak for the team last year. Um, you know, Smart Stefan kind of went back and forth. Uh, well, actually, Jaleel Johnson was a three tech who completely bombed. Um, yeah. You know, I, I thought in the money year for him, he would have maybe stepped up and played like he did. I think it was the toward the end of the 19 season, he played okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a complete bust. And he got Armand Watts, uh, the ginger snap, uh, James Lynch going out <laughs> there. He uh, he had one good play that I remember, that awesome bull rush against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think this guy coming in, what you know, he's not your like, prototypical three tech he's kind of built more like a run stuffer but he's athletic enough he's played and mm-hmm. he's played this position before he can push that pocket in and then he's also gonna be a force against the run so uh he's gonna shore up i mean with michael pierce of course they're gonna shore up this run defense uh we're not gonna see elvin kamara going for six touchdowns ever again uh oh. it's gonna be kind of back like 2017 when no one could run against us so um it's gonna be exciting i think thompson's gonna have a huge impact yeah i hope so and i think maybe this will help people realize you know how much stopping the run like has an effect on how how well the Vikings defense plays because in, in those years when they were you know among the the top defenses in the league they did pretty well at stopping the run you know they had Linval Joseph in there and you know Sh- not Sh- actually he did have Shamar Stefan in there when he actually played yeah. kind of decent and you had Sheldon Richardson and you know obviously Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin but um yeah I think Tomlinson's gonna have a a big impact you know pun intended again mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, I'm just curious to see how, how, like what it just, just, just aesthetically, like what it looks like with him and, and Michael Pierce in the middle there, like just two behemoths, yeah, uh, <laughs> in the middle, like, are they going to be three down guys? You know, yeah. it'll be interesting because a lot of the Viking struggles last year, they couldn't stop the run. So they got themselves into a bunch of, you know, third and two situations, third and three. So Mike Zimmer couldn't use, you know, his his double A gap blitzes. Not that he's been yep. doing that a lot recently, but he couldn't even really blitz at all because the, the opposing team wasn't in third and long situations. They didn't really they they weren't even able to have a pass rush, which is why it struggled as well last year. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what Dalvin Tomlinson can do next year. I think I'm pretty curious to see what Patrick Peterson can do yeah. as well. Um, but and and Xavier Xavier Woods too. So yeah, I mean, you think too all those two big men are going to free up the linebackers. I mean, they're yeah. gonna have all kinds of room to roam and make plays, and it's just it's just going to have such a great trickle down effect on this defense. Yeah, I just hope they and Tomlinson's been he's been healthy too. I think I don't think he's yeah. ever missed a game, so that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, pun intended again. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some draft talk since you know this is this is your I feel like your bread and butter. Yeah, uh, that's what you like to talk about on on the Viking Age at least. Um, pro days are happening currently. Bunch of guys seen their draft stock improve after their their pro day workouts. Uh, I believe the Vikings currently have eleven picks this year right now. Or is it no, ten after the trade? Is it ten after the trade? 
Oh uh, yeah. Oh yes. You're right. You're right. With uh, they they got rid of a six rounder. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so and they have none in the in the seventh round after that little mishap with practice Yet. squad players. So Yet. you know we're, we're we're sending our thoughts to Rick Spielman during this this difficult time when she has no seventh yeah. round picks. It's been shaken. Uh, <laughs> but after all the moves the Vikings have made so far in free agency, what do you you kind of wrote wrote about this on the Vikings already? But what do you think the top three positions are? the Vikings will look at to add in the first round, you know, after everything they've done in free agency. Yeah. I mean, I think the logical and obvious choice is say the offensive line, um, whether that's guard or tackle, I think you can see either one. Um, and you're sitting there at pick 14, you look the way the board's going to fall. I think Elijah Vera Tucker will be there. Um, and Christian Darius, I was looking at straight tackles, probably your best chance to have him one there as well. I think Rashawn Slater is going to go ahead, but, you know, you keep your fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But like, and what I like about him is because he can play inside or out. And I think, you know, he shut down Chase Young mm-hmm. uh, in college. Enough people are talking about that. I think he can be, you know, he could potentially be better than Panay Sewell, who's going to probably go in the top five. Did he sit out uh, last year? Uh, Slater? Slater? Yeah. I don't think he did. That's a good question. I haven't really delved into Rashawn Slater I think so he did. much. Okay. Well, I mean, that's all I can look into it. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, so I think guard is kind of the, the favorite um, with tackle being a close second. I still think edge rusher is very, very, very much in play. Mike Zimmer yeah. wants to continue to to re- finish this revamp of this defense. Um, Quiddy Pay, Greg Rousseau are, are the two guys I think you see most often linked to the Vikings here. And, you know, Rousseau, I like because in, in a year where it could be just said, you know, these guys aren't even playing – uh, I know he's a one one year wonder, but yep. look at him. he's a freak. He's like six seven. He's got arms that go to the ground. Yeah. Um, put this monster next to Daniel Hunter, and if he does reach his potential, reach his upside. Uh, you know, you got two guys who can get you fifteen sacks a season on the ends, which would be huge. Again, yeah, I know it's a crapshoot, and this year is a bigger crapshoot than any other year that's ever been. So why not roll the dice there at fourteen on a guy who has that kind of upside? Yes, I know your O-line needs help and needs work, but the O-line was not good last year, and we were still the third-best offense in the NFL. But with the moves so far, it has taken a step backwards. So, you know, what I don't like about Vera Tucker is guard at 14. I just I didn't see him dominating. He yeah. wasn't knocking guys on their ass. He was doing the job, and he can do the job. I, but I want to see the like Quentin Nelson right. you know, put guys on their butt, you know, shove them into the turf. And <laughs> I haven't seen that from, from Vera um, Tucker yet. So, um that's why I'm not a huge supporter of that, but I'd be okay with the move, I guess. Yeah, so so let's say the Vikings have their their top offensive lineman on the board and their top edge rusher on the board. They're both still available when it come, comes time for them to make their first-round pick. What what do you think the Vikings would do in this situation? Uh, Slater did not play last year, by the way. Just looked it up. He sat up. Yep, he did. Yeah. <sighs> what do I think they'll do? I... Th- I think they will go with the O line. I really do. Yeah. I think Spielman's feeling the heat. He's feeling all the. Uh, it's every year. Board. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it's time to to fix it. And whether that's starting with the Avir Tucker at guard or getting Darius on the outside, who I, I do like Darius. You see that quote he had about uh, he loves like whooping your ass and telling you why while he's doing it. I mean, sure. I love that. I yeah. love that attitude. <laughs> um, I mean that that's a ballsy thing to say. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd love to see that nastiness on our O line. Uh, but either whatever they do, I'm still worried because yeah. they actually had Riley Reef on the left side. He had two horrible guards. Uh, but now you got a question mark if it's a rookie, if it's Ezra Cleveland. I mean, I think left left tackle is going to be worse. You, you just hope you improve that the interior here. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn, but I do think they will go O line. 
Yeah, I'm 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 torn too because they've tended to actually use more of their early round resources on offensive line recently. You know, had Garrett Bradbury and, and Brian O'Neill recently, even Ezra Cleveland, where before they would wait until like, you know, the sixth or seventh round. They still kind of yep. do that. Um but yeah, I'm I'm curious because I think I feel like if a guy like yeah, like Quiddy Pay or Rousseau is still on the board, Mike Zimmer is going to be like, oh, like, come on, just like give them to me. Our defense can give up like we'll give up like four points a game, and yeah. we won't even have to worry about the offensive line. Um, but what what about if someone like let's say Devonta Smith is also still available when they make their their first pick? Does does Minnesota pull the trigger on that, or do they go in a different direction, or maybe yeah. possibly look to trade back? That is my asterisk because I think I would go with one of those receivers if they uh-huh. were there. And I know Devonnie Smith, he's got a wiry little frame, um, but he's so fast. He's so quick. Yeah, he, won the, he just won the Heisman Trophy. Let's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a receiver. His, and his his routes are insane. His hands are insane. He brings you that returnability as well. But you got to remember, Adam Thielen's about 30 years old. Yeah. A couple more years, um, you know, he's going to be probably going the Kyle Rudolph route. So you need somebody. Uh, you can't rely on BC Johnson, Chad Beebe. To, no. you know, if, to step up and, and make something happen here. So receiver's a bigger need than it looks like on the surface, and one of those top three are there. I think it's pretty. Would, it's a pretty deep position, though, for, for the receiver this year, right, though? It is. Again, but, yeah, you got to remember, too, we're not picking again until round three. So, I mean, yeah. even then, you're going to find somebody. But um, to me, those are the three. And those guys are all playmakers, game changers. If you can get one of them, you do it. Yeah, I've been watching some, watched some highlights the other day of, the the kid from Miss, Mississippi uh was it Eli Rogers mm-hmm. or I, is, is that his Moore? name is it Moore something like that? oh Elijah Moore yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why I said Eli I think he plays for the Steelers or something yeah um yeah Elijah Moore um I liked him a lot because he yep. just he's 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 more in the mold of some of those guys that are becoming more trendy in the NFL like smaller guys you know quick twitch get just just get open mm-hmm. um. And he, uh, I think he returns punts too. So I was just like watching highlights of him, and I was like, oh, I like because he's he's good after after the catch. I think he just ran like a four two nine forty two. So well, I, I mean, come on, these pro day times. At the pro day, <laughs> everybody's running four two nines. <laughs> That's true. I was I was waiting for all that stuff this year too. I'm like, oh, these guys are gonna like set records with forty yard dashes and stuff, even though they're yeah. they're unofficial. But yeah, everyone's gonna have that home field advantage for their uh, their forty time. All right, so what are some of the positions of need you think the Vikings can can afford to wait and maybe till the middle rounds to to fill this year? I think they can wait on guard. I mean, you're looking in round three, if Quinn Miners is there, Ben Cleveland, those two guys I think can come in and start for you. Safety, uh, there's a uh, there's just a load of safeties, and I love every single one of them. You got Hufanga from USC, uh, Darius Washington. I know he's like 5'2", but that guy can lay some wood. <laughs> um well, uh, Andre Cisco. I mean, there's so many safeties. Mm-hmm. I think you can find quality players down the road there. Uh, maybe even some offensive tackles. Uh, James Hudson comes to mind from Cincinnati. He's kind of raw, but the potential's there. I'd hate to have to force him on the field near one. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about wide receiver. There's going to be some wide receivers down mm-hmm. the board. And also, shockingly enough, the Vikings have not re-signed Sean Manning at this point. So I know. Yeah, and you're sitting there in round three or four if a Kellen Mond's there. Um, they do have two other quarterbacks on the roster, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> just maybe that might have a sliver of more talent than Sean Mannion. I mean, that's not very difficult to do. No. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see what they do with quarterback. I'm sure, you know, Kirk Cousins does have what his contracts up in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think they're going to go after quarterback, though, with some of the early-round picks. I think they're more focused on guys that can help their team this year, which brings me to my next question, which is mm-hmm. we recently published a mock, dra- mock draft on the Viking Age, which all the selections were based on guys who can make an immediate impact. Um, Luke Parrish is the guy who put it all together, so check that out, listeners, if you haven't already. But who are some of the prospects from this year's draft that you believe could make an immediate impact for the Vikings? Yeah, I mean, I think any of those edge rushers, Peyo Russo could, you know, at 14, could come in and, you know, see a fair share of snaps and, you know, have an impact as well. Uh, if they do go to safety, I don't think it really matters where that. I mean, you got Xavier Woods now, but I still think a safety could get rotated in, make some plays. Then um, you look at the old line. I think, you know, if you do get like a Quinn Myers, Ben Cleveland, I think those are probably starters from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to decide what you're doing with Desert Cleveland at, at this point, too. Is he going to be a guard or tackle? And the Vikings mm-hmm. obviously are waiting until after the draft. Um, Derisa, I think, comes in and starts through at left tackle. Rashawn Slater, I think you'd probably put him at tackle. Uh, so there's definitely a load of players you can get that can have an impact. Um, a returner, whether that's you know, mm-hmm. Jalen Darden down in round four or Dwayne Eskridge, somebody like that could come in, um, step in, be your return man. I think that's definitely a position they could look at as well. Um, but with the moves they made, you know, I would have said corner as well, but now with all the mm-hmm. guys they brought in there, I don't think that's a possibility. I still think they will take a D tackle at some point, but I don't know how much of an impact that player will have. So I'm going to say edge rusher, safety, uh, O-line are, are going to be your biggest impact positions the Vikings can bring in this year. Oh, not a kicker? Oh. <laughs> I don't see them ever drafting a kicker again after the uh, Dan Carlson fiasco. <laughs> hey, don't ever underestimate uh, Rick Spielman. You know, he loves drafting those those specialists, the long snappers and the you know, punters. He wasn't wrong on Carlson. They just didn't no. stick with him long enough. Yeah, and I talked, I've talked to people about that before who like, were a little closer to the Vikings, and they think that it – it really wouldn't have mattered if, if like Dan Bailey was available or not. Like they had to cut Carlson just where they were with that team, just signing cousins. And like, it was super bowl or bust that year. Like they just couldn't afford to have a rookie kicker, like get in the way of, of their goals. And, and Mike Zimmer probably just wasn't going to let that happen. And you know, he's a big fan of kickers. So um, yeah, right. also, yeah, they probably don't want to bring in another rookie kicker to just get his confidence broken by by mike zimmer who's just yeah. wants you to make every single kick um no matter you know how far or how, how big the pressure is well you gotta do better than what bailey's 68 percent last year that ain't gonna cut oh uh, yeah um you know yeah i i think they'll bring they'll probably bring in a kicker um not hopefully through the draft i think un- undrafted they'll probably bring someone in, at least for for competition well they got greg joseph right now um who's yeah he's all right um, the sean Mannion of kickers yeah, he uh oh he's 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 not too bad. He's he's young. He's he's had some some decent I think he played with the, the Browns and um yeah. he's with the Dolphins or the Lions. I can't remember. He was with the Bucks last year and they they kept him on the practice squad like the whole year cuz they didn't want anyone to get him. Um so that's that's kind of interesting a little bit. So we'll see, you know, kick, Vikings yeah. kickers are always lots of fun. Lots of fun to talk about. They are so much fun, but I, yeah, I think Joseph's <laughs> a favorite going in. I mean, I'd yeah. love to see him bring in somebody, but you look at the smarter teams, they sign a guy off the street and he nails every kick they make for him, you know, they attempt for him. So yeah. why can't we do that? Um, it's just, a, I think it's a curse. At this point, I just think it's... It has to be a curse. got to be a curse. Um, I'll get you out of here with this question. So are there any remaining needs you would like to see the Vikings fill through free agency rather than waiting until the draft to fill them? 
Yeah, I want. Um, I know we traded for Mason Cole, but I did not like the reviews Cardinals fans were giving him, so <laughs> it makes me a little bit nervous. I want to see a, a true guard. Um, you know, Austin Blythe's been one that's been rumored the Vikings are making a push mm-hmm. for. Um, I want to see him make one more move on the O line. Uh, if that's a guard like Blythe, fine. If it's a tackle, uh, I'd be fine with that as well. So one more move, O line, and then I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, O line. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Fed, veteran O lineman, I feel like. Do do better at least for the Vikings than uh, bringing in a rookie. You know, you got yep. bad memories of T.J. Clemmings and and, yeah. and guys like that. <laughs> no, you got to do that. <laughs> Sorry, you know, trauma. I'm probably I just induced. Yeah. Um, but thanks for joining the show, Nick. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, at uh, Lupagus on Twitter. Follow us uh, YouTube One Bar and Lupagus Show. Yeah, I like the vids. Um, we're at twenty five hundred. We're growing. Yeah, there you go. Check that out. Him and uh, Viking Age as well. What I keep for what's what's the name of of your co-host? Oh, it's uh, One Bar Matt Falk. Yeah, yeah, I should have known that. He he, he draft season and uh, yeah, used to write for a little bit for the Viking Age. So yeah, go check that out, guys, on YouTube. Uh, they do good stuff. Um, and of course, check out Nick's stuff on the Viking Age. Make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.